0: Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Erin and I'm here with Kyle. What's up? And uh, it is Monday right after Daylight Savings Time, so shout out to all the moms who are no doubt losing their mind. I like <laughs> stared at the clock from like 3 p.m. 3 p. on, just like willing Scott to come home. He it, it, it didn't come home until 6.30, so that was pretty sweet. It's dark. Where but, is he? Like, why? This like just like mask of darkness covers your entire life from yep. like 3 p.m. on, it's like gl- glorious uh before we get into today's show we're going to talk about the upcoming holidays a bit today but first i want to mention that i created a functional holidays facebook group it's totally free and open to anyone looking for holistic support throughout the hectic holidays kyle's going to be on there as a moderator and i've teamed up with some of my favorite folks from the seacoast so we can bring you healthy holiday recipes, meditations, other mind body practices, yoga workouts, and some inspiration. So that is going to run Friday, November 11th through Sunday, the 26th. So right through Thanksgiving. Um, It's spelled functional like how we spell functional on the show. And we're trying to take the diss out of functional this year and hold the space for each other so we can move through the holidays
1: with joy and ease. I like it. I like all of that. I'm looking forward to it.
0: That's, that's the theory anyways, or that's the plan. Yep. Um. So as you guys know by now, if you've been listening, we try to start off each episode by discussing ways that we're taking care of ourselves or self-care, if you will. So in anticipation of this recording, I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to talk about. I was going to talk about this panchakarma treatment that I got last week because I loved it and it was awesome, but it was also $95. And I realized that that's kind of not really the message we're trying to convey here, the the idea that you have to spend like a hundred bucks in order to take care of yourselves. Like, of course, it can look like this sometimes, like a nice massage or facial or energy healing, but it doesn't have to. And often for me, it doesn't look like that we don't have to shell out tons of cash in order to practice self-care. So we don't really wanna send that message. I mean, I'm even thinking back to my postpartum period and my self-care looked very different than it does now. I definitely wasn't going to yoga classes or having tons of alone time or like getting massages or anything. If I could get into the hot shower at the end of the day, that was like a win um really my self-care was feeding myself and bathing myself that was like <laughs> so I was like I am I'm doing it if I can eat and bathe um, I remember actually meeting with Annie Wagoner she's a local health coach uh, before I gave birth and the biggest takeaway from that meeting was her telling me to create a grounding ritual to put into place after I had the baby and she was like you could use a hot cup of tea or a hot shower and you know before you become a parent you have absolutely no idea what's about to happen so I was like oh okay that's sweet a little little hokey but then after I had the baby I was like oh yeah I get it (laughs) that shower was my absolute anchor so I guess the point of all of this is to say that self-care looks different for every single person and it might be different at different phases of your life it might be different based on your financial situation your health status What's right for your body at the time, and what's right for your soul? Um, that's kind of something I've been working on lately. And this is getting a little bit deep, but whatever. Get deep. It's it's my podcast, and I'll get deep yeah, if I want to. Do it. This is why I started one, so I could talk about myself. Um, my my, <laughs> my <laughs> self care <laughs> is shifting a little bit from what what does my body need? Because that's kind of like the been the space that I've been been in the past couple of years. Okay, like what does my body need? I want to provide it with what my what, what it needs. Um, but I would say as someone that's dealt with eating disorders for a long time and has an autoimmune disease, I really do identify self with body. So self-care to me has really in my head meant body care. And my work lately has been realizing that I'm more than just a body. I've got other parts of me that need to be addressed as well. Um, this actually came up Recently, I took a class with Marla. She's co-owner of Three Bridges Yoga in both Portsmouth and York. And she's someone that I hold absolutely dear in my heart. She's one of the best teachers I've had both the honor and pleasure to work with and study underneath. And I'm not saying that to undermine any of the other phenom yoga teachers here on the, the Seacoast. We're really spoiled with with talent and wisdom here in our little yoga community but Marla's classes are truly a full body and soul experience and um I keep saying saying Marla like she's like Beyonce or Madonna (laughs) I just don't want to her last last, name (laughs) you just can't say it and it's like so embarrassing but I can't say it properly so I'm just not it's Marla um anyway she shared this mantra with us Om Atmane namaha and it means I bow to the divine self that resides within the self and really this is kind of like hones in on like what I've been trying to get at to be able to listen to that divine self within versus what I think I should be doing for my body. So I don't even know if that makes sense. Um, Sometimes they're the same but then sometimes they're not and so I'm trying to parse those two apart. And so really that's been my self-care lately, listening to what my inner voice or soul, if you will, is trying to tell me to do. And I think we can all hear that voice, but sometimes or often probably our ego tells us, no, that's not right. So I'm trying to listen less to the ego, more to the inner voice, and then just trusting that's what what I need to do. So that was deep um (laughs) let's talk about instagram (laughs) i saw in your stories you were buying olive oil at home goods so tell us about that
1: (laughs) okay well first off um i really like where you're headed with all of that sometimes when you're dealing with a health issue it can be all body all the time Mm -hmm. and i feel like most people inevitably end up hitting this point where there really isn't anything else you can possibly be doing with your body to make things magically improve the only thing left is to look outside of your body and work on the mind and the soul because it all matters the mind body and soul it's like trying to get healthier only focusing on food and never moving your body in any way they go hand in hand you need them both and that's the same with mind body and soul oftentimes the mind and the soul are the parts that we pay attention to last but that's where the breakthroughs happen That's where you learn to accept how little control you have over things, how to listen to more than just your body, how to relax a bit and find some peace around whatever it is you're dealing with. So I think that's really great that you're putting energy into all of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been so hyper focused on my body and like getting back in touch with my body that I'm like almost... Too tuned in, if that makes sense. I'd love to hear some feedback from people because I I start to feel a little crazy. Like every ache and pain, I'm like, oh my god, what's that? What's that? What's that? Like, what does that mean? And so I think for me, like, I just need to address. Like you said, the breakthroughs are not going to happen on a body level anymore. They they were for a while in terms of like healing. I think, but um, but I think I'm on to to a different journey if you will
1: I think you are too and it's and I mean I definitely understand where it comes from when you've had flares of whatever you have going on you know um you know like when it's coming and you and it's hard to just kind of it's hard not to kind of like spring into action and yeah you know try to try to do everything you can to like you know go like not veer off course and it's, it's just yeah it's more than that so so much anxiety too
0: like when i feel something coming yeah. on physically i'm just like the anxiety ramps up and scott's always like like trying to like you know check me and be like is it anxiety like is the anxiety kicking
1: in because you know that makes everything worse i'm like yeah oh. like which came first yeah totally mm-hmm. um anyway. so the oil the oil everybody wants to know um so i was just in home goods which i can't remember the last time i was in there and i totally forgot that they have like this whole little um food area um that you can find some really great deals for oils so before we get into this holiday eating episode um, I wanted to share that I got this huge bottle of organic extra virgin olive oil for $9.99 oh, and another great brand of, olive, of avocado oil for $10.99. And both of these things, I mean, the size of the ol- olive oil was like huge. I mean, that would have been at least 20 bucks in the store. So um, if you have a home goods near you, you should go and check it out and you might score some great deals on oils. They're owned by the same company
0: that Marshalls is owned by. Correct, because Marshalls so. has all that good. That's why, our, well, not always, but they always have um, good coconut yeah, oil, yeah, sea salt. Do. And somebody was saying, I don't know if you well, you saw my my deodorant post about Schmidt. Oh yeah, Schmidt, Schmidt's um, deodorant. <laughs> um, is that how you say it?
1: Uh, that's how we're saying it. Do you <laughs> do you, do you really want to ask me how I you know. should say something? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um, I can't think of Schmidt without thinking of New Girl. But anyway, I can't either. <laughs> they <laughs> all day. They have um really good products at Marshall's too. That's all I want to say. Anyway, moving on. Today we're gonna be responding to a listener question about healthy holidays. We'll talk about how to deal with family, friends, and office mates, coping with holiday stress, healthy recipe swaps, and how to support your health throughout the holiday months. And I cannot believe that we're already doing a holiday episode, but they are fast approaching and we want you guys to be able to listen to this before the holiday madness begins. If you haven't already been inundated with survive the holidays messages, you're about to be. It's coming. I feel like every year around this time, we start to hear the same thing. If you follow these simple steps, if you put your blinders on to all the food around you, if you keep your head down, your eyes shut, then you'll get through it. You'll survive. I just feel like it's kind of a bummer because I, for one, personally love the holidays. I love the music, the movies, the decor. My friends used to call me Mama Christmas. That is until I met my mother-in-law, who is the Actual Mama Christmas. And then (laughs) I just felt like a fake. You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I never laid eyes on you. Do you know what movie that's from? No. Grease. That was Sandy. Yep. yep, Incidentally, my mother in law's name is also Sandy. Oh, hey, now. So personally, I don't want to just like put my head down and slog through the most wonderful time of the year. I'd rather enjoy it. And I know it's a little sappy, but I do think that this season is about spending time with the ones that I love and it's about reflecting upon the past year and acknowledging the things that we've done and the people that we've spent it with and just realizing all that you're grateful for. I, I kind of think it's about looking around and thinking it's a wonderful life so that's what we're gonna do um in today's episode is kind of talk a little bit more about that and i think it's fine if you're enjoying all of this with a cup of eggnog and a christmas cookie like no big whoop there everybody just needs to stop freaking out like stop stressing about diet sabotage and fitness fallouts and weight gain that stuff just sells magazines it doesn't support your health and do you know what's worse for you than eating aunt lena's maple logs it's feeling guilty while you're eating them Guilt is just a wasted emotion, especially when it comes to food, so we want you guys to stop feeling guilty and start enjoying the eggnog, the cookies, the holidays. It's not going to disrupt your body's entire ecosystem over the course of a few festivities, like it it won't. But in the the same breath, we also realize that the holidays can be rife with stress for a lot of people, ourselves included. So we're going to dive into that whole piece today too. Kyle. Give me some of your thoughts about the holidays. Are you a love them or shove them?
1: (laughs) I love them for sure. Um, Especially flying home to Massachusetts to spend it with my family and being able to see all my closest friends at the same time sleep over at the Holtz. Um, It's, it all definitely makes it feel more special and has that like whole home for the holidays feel I love the excuse to bake a bit more, watch White Christmas, um, watch the Nutcracker on PBS. I love it all. Except, like what you said, any food guilt around celebrating the holidays. And it really is crazy the messages that we're fed. Like, is it any wonder why there's so much stress around this time of year? The mainstream focus really isn't about fun, family, and feeling thankful. It's around doing everything right cooking the best meal being the best host uh, getting people the best presents, and looking your best throughout it all and if that isn't exhausting enough after we get through all of this we're expected to jump into some after the holidays diet and magically start going to the gym every day it's there is a no shortage of expectations around the holidays yikes um with that said let's let's have our listener question yeah. So I would love to hear a holiday eating podcast. It is a big challenge to eat well and not insult family that insist you eat whatever they made you, even though you know it's wrought with unhealthy ingredients. So that question is from Joy. Joy. How festive. You get it?
0: <laughs> we didn't make that up though either. So that's, that's pretty neat. And I don't know what's wrong with me today. Okay. Let's just dive into the question. I mean, the answer. <laughs> <laughs> if we were a better podcast, I would have edited that out, but you're all going to hear, hear. But that. we don't. We
1: don't have those capabilities. I was, I was too busy
0: focusing on my seltzer, less on what <laughs> the task at hand. All right, so I do like this question, and I think a lot. A lot of people can relate um, to answer it. Saying no is something that I've had some practice doing, so I feel pretty comfortable doing it. Um, I decided to become a vegetarian at like 10 or 11. So I'm used to being the odd one out. I've always eaten differently from my family. So I think it's something that they've come to expect. And honestly, they rarely give me any grief about it anymore. But I do think it's a lot tougher for people who sort of make an about face with food. I've seen some family dynamics where someone's decision to start eating healthier is questioned
1: or even mocked. And that's, that's a really difficult place to be. I agree and I think it's probably common for people to have a little bit of both in their lives. Have some people that don't really pay too much attention to what you are or aren't eating and also have other people where the expectations are much more obvious and waters are a bit trickier to navigate. Yeah, so for Joy and anyone else listening,
0: I think there's two things to do here. The first is to trust yourself to make the decision that's right for you and then just let the chips fall where they may. For example, I've gotten some comments and flack about the way that I feed my daughter and of course that's uncomfortable, but it's not uncomfortable enough for me to let it change my decision. Be the change is one of my mantras and something I come back to when I'm feeling insecure or lost. I believe so strongly in real food and I can't just champion that message. I have to actually live it. So I think if you feel strongly enough about something, feel confident enough to stand by that decision. I'm fine uh, with making people feel uncomfortable at this point in my journey, um, my food journey and really my life because I understand all the way down to my bones that someone's reaction to my food decisions have absolutely nothing to do with me. Food is a deeply personal and emotional thing. So if something I do triggers a reaction in someone else, I understand that's not on me. And I would never look at somebody who's eating and say, oh my God, you're gonna eat all of those chemicals? I'm just not judging the choices others are making. So in turn, I expect that same respect. Like you worry about you, I worry about me, and we good. It's something that I talk about with my three-year-old daughter. You know, my body, my decision. She said it before, um, and I'm sure she'll say it again, which I'm stoked on. We've definitely lost touch with that premise throughout our years here on earth, but it's, it's still true. You're the boss of your body, and you get to call the shots about what goes
1: into it. Absolutely. There's so much judgment around food. And I feel like a lot of it comes from either you feeling like you've got things figured out and this person's doing the opposite of that and that's uncomfortable for you. So you go to a place of judgment or because you're jealous that they're maybe doing what you want to be doing, but you've created rules around that and tell yourself that you can't do that. So we've just, we've got to get to a place of, you know, stop going to judgment so easily and breaking away from all the food rules can really help us do that.
0: Yeah, and maybe just stop talking about food so much. Like maybe we just put a little less emphasis on food rules. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like just give it a rest, at least for the holidays. I don't know. So then from there, I think the next step for Joy, and again, anyone is to evaluate Is this decision coming from a place of love and self-respect or is it coming from a place of restriction and fear? If it's the former, feel confident to stand in that decision, right? Like we just talked about, it's your body and others don't get a say about your body. But if you're turning down pecan pie because it doesn't align with your diet of the moment or you're afraid it's unhealthy, even though you really want that pecan pie because it's your mom's like special recipe and your absolute favorite, or if you're thinking of all the exercise you have to do to work off that pie, well, that's when we're gonna encourage you to loosen the reins a bit, ease up on the restrictions and thoroughly enjoy yourself and your food.
1: Yeah, the natural first place for us to start around all of this is changing your mindset around food and the holidays from a place of surviving the holidays to thriving through the holidays. So our friends over at Nutritious Thoughts definitely have something to say about all of this. For those of you who didn't listen to our interview with Kendra Gaffney, which was amazing, you should definitely listen to it. Kendra owns a group practice of dietitians who specialize in eating disorders in Asheville. And one of the dietitians there, Catherine Beck, is running a holiday sur group for four weeks. So I asked Catherine what her sh- thoughts were around this and... She talked about trusting your internal cues and desires rather than external suggestions from family, which is exactly like what you said, Erin. Other people don't get a say about your body. Um, Catherine also said it's not your responsibility to appease someone else by eating past your fullness or eating a certain food that's offered. You can say no multiple times, not just once and then cave. You could also say no thank you, but maybe later if someone is super persistent. And that seems like basic stuff to cover, but really I'm just telling you like it's it's okay to say no, flat out. And you don't need to explain yourself or your food choices to others. Just Just say no and leave it at that. And lastly, she said, if you're, if you aren't in a place where you feel empowered enough to say these things, then it's important to maybe find out why that is and what is keeping you from caring for yourself enough to support your own needs. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about her Thrival group, you can go to www.nutritious-thoughts.com to learn more. So now this episode focuses on the holidays, but our messages around this are really for all the time, because if it's not the holidays, it's birthdays, vacations, parties, cookouts. It's always something. There are always things that can cause us to feel like our usual routine or habits are being challenged. But what if we approach things from a place of giving ourselves permission to enjoy whatever we want without trying to restrict or do any kind of punishment exercise after to make up for it? What if we tried to practice some mindfulness around eating? So throughout all the messages to go, go, go during the holidays, we're also always reminded to like take time and stop and enjoy everything because it goes by so fast, which it definitely does. So what if we tried to do the same thing around the food we eat? Actually stop and enjoy what you want to eat rather than attack each party or meal with some plan for how you're going to stick to your carrot sticks or burn off all the calories after and just get through it all instead of relaxing and enjoying yourself. Of course you bring up carrot sticks. I love carrot sticks. (laughs) They live in your subconscious. They really do. But like how would our choices and attitude around food change if we took the time to truly enjoy what we're eating without any guilt or shame around it, without any rules or restrictions or last hurrah until the diet starts kind of thinking? Would you still overindulge if you didn't have this, I can't usually have this food or this is the last time I'm gonna eat this mentality? Like it's something to think about. Exactly. You bring up such a
0: good point. Um, I've heard it referred to as last supper eating. I actually think that might be a term from intuitive eating, but um, that's a book that actually that Kendra referenced in episode five. But anyway, um, it's like this idea that I'm going on a diet Monday, so Sunday, I'm going to eat all the things, right? Or I'm going to be better after the holidays, like, quote unquote, be better, eat better. So now I'm just going to eat everything in sight before stopping to evaluate whether I actually want it or not. Because come January, it's all going to be off limits. It won't be allowed anymore. So like, I got to get it in now.
1: Right. So would you still eat the same amount of things that you say you don't have control over if you were able to allow yourself to enjoy eating them without any negativity around it? Like, of course, we're going to feel out of control around something that we've created all these rules for. And on top of it, we tell ourselves we can't ever have it because we can't trust ourselves around it. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you tell yourself there's only one time of year that you're allowed to eat something that you like? Like, of course, you're going to overdo it. So maybe start thinking now about the food that tends to stress you out over the holidays. Would bringing your own version of that dish allow you to enjoy it more and relax a bit and not feel like you're missing out? Or is the original version something that you just love and you look forward to having all year? My family, and I think a lot of families, are very much creatures of habit around the holidays because who doesn't love a tradition? So I was a vegetarian for almost 10 years, and our Christmas dinner is meat-based. So I would end up bringing something to heat up on the side and then have everything else that it was served with other than the meat or I'd make a veggie lasagna and bring that and my family would devour that and the traditional meal. And sometimes the traditional meals are the ones with the sketchy ingredients because it's like, that's how it's always been done kind of thing. So a swap is necessary for you to be able to enjoy that dish without feeling grossed out by anything. And you never know if the swap tastes amazing and other people try it, they might prefer having your version the next year.
0: Yeah, I do. I do the same thing. Um, My mom and I have always made eggplant parm and we don't fry it. We just bake it. um, Don't put any cheese on it. And it always was the first thing to go. Like every year we'd have to like double it and then double it. It was, it's so funny. We can never make enough. And I always want leftovers and there's never any leftovers. (laughs) And then another one that I'm going to toss out there, and this isn't like, these aren't really Thanksgiving recipes, but just kind of like good recipes to share is from paleo OMG. It's called almost five ingredient pizza pie. Um, and it's basically a casserole made with spaghetti squash and it's so good. Everybody loves it. So that's like a really great recipe that, you know, you'll be able to eat, you'll feel good eating it. And, or I should say me, um, and people, people
1: will also love it. And the shepherd's pie, you you always do a good shepherd's pie.
0: That's true. That my mom, my mom kind of stole that idea from my mom, and um, we both make it. And that that recipe is actually on my website, veggie shepherd's pie. I think if you search that, you could find
1: it. Um, and that that always that always goes really well too. It always hits the spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Comfort food.
1: Yep. So cheese and crackers are another big staple any anyone in my family listening to this is gonna laugh because literally we cannot get together. There can't be like more than four people in our family at one time together without there being like cheese and crackers there. <laughs> and I don't eat much dairy because it breaks me out when I do and I really try to try to stick to organic at the very least. You can listen to our dairy episode to learn more about why that is. Um, But so cheese and crackers are the thing in my family that people would notice you not eating. So an option is to contribute by bringing a cheese and a box of crackers that I feel really good about eating so I can enjoy it without having to question the quality of something that somebody else has provided and most people think you're just being like extra fancy bringing something <laughs> special to the table not realizing that you're literally only thinking of yourself <laughs> always, <laughs> always. I, I also
0: like adding like sliced fruit and dates to cheese platters um, oh, and that really yeah. ups the the fans factor yeah That's people people are really impressed by that um, so like you were saying, I'm a big fan of recipe swaps. I can't eat gluten without getting incredibly sick. So the original versions of stuff just are not an option for me. Plus I really love to cook around the holidays. So I see it as a win-win-win because I get to enjoy my favorite foods. People can try new things and I get to be in the holiday spirit by cooking up a storm even if I'm going somewhere else. So, um, three that i really like that you can find on my website and i might put together like a, a holiday cooking guide for uh like do it you think so i don't know if people would be into that just for recipes that are a little bit um you know gluten-free and real food but three that i'll throw out there because i know they're on my website it's nuttin from a can green bean casserole <laughs> You're i know so clever i know that is, <laughs> i don't even know where that came from but um but it's so good. I highly what is going on down oh, Sorry, my my cat just
1: tried to <laughs> excuse me. It's just Mikey. He's really wanting his like five minutes of fame, God. Mikey. <laughs>
0: um. So the green bean casserole is on there. New twist on mashed potatoes, and grain free apple crisp. Those are all um good ones to share. But maybe I will put that that guide together for y'all I also make a gluten-free stuffing and I always bring a gluten-free dessert just so I have have something to do and I because I want to indulge I want to really enjoy all the flavors of the holidays but again I don't want to get sick so that's kind of my
1: only option is to is to BYOF I literally want all of that I want the green bean casserole I want the apple crisp I want the new twist on the mashed potatoes and I want the stuffing so give us a damn guide yeah um Okay, so another thing that we can talk about are office pitfalls. So I worked in offices for years before I went back to school for nutrition and had to navigate this environment during the holidays when it felt like everyone and their mother was testing out recipes and bringing in the extras every single day. And offices can be a tough place to say no, especially if, say, your boss is the one offering you something. It's definitely not the same as politely declining, you know, what Grandma Shirley is offering to you. Shirley. Shirley. So this is what I did. And I'm just being honest here. I flat out lied to everyone. So I would take whatever is being offered, which was almost always right after lunch and nine times out of 10, not anything I had any interest in eating. I, was, I would say I was going to eat it at my desk so I could finish working on something, you know, because I'm such a hard worker um, <laughs> or that I was going to save it and have it in a little while because I had just had my lunch or my snack and I would go back to my little cubicle and dump that shit in the trash flat out. Like it is not my responsibility to sit there. And have you watched me eat something that I don't want to be eating? So I wouldn't. No one ever noticed or commented. Everyone thought I was a team player around the food. I mean, the trash guy probably thought (laughs) like there was something (laughs) going on, but no one else noticed. So... Thankfully, though, lying, I mean, isn't the only way that we're telling you to get through this. If you're at a party or any other get together, you can also use smaller appetizer plates. And this is not coming from a place of restriction. But people tend to be a lot more cool with you saying no to something if you already have a plate with plenty of food on it. And we, we eat with our eyes too. So when people see your plate filled up, whether it's with treats or veggies they're just less likely to harass you into taking more food or if you're really backed into a corner about something you can always pull my office trick and, and do that if, you know, a person is really, really persistent and you just can't back off. So just chuck it when they are looking. <laughs> like at a
0: family gathering, you go into the bathroom and just like throw it in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, Trash. yeah. This is on holiday eatings, not food sustainability. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is not meant to be advice on how to like secretly this restrict during the holidays. Advice. Yeah. Like this, this is not is, meant to be advice. This is not meant to be don't listen to what we're saying no we absolutely don't want you to restrict around the holidays or ever, this is just strictly navigating some tricky situations where people are pressuring you to partake in something that you don't wanna do, food or alcohol, and you're not totally comfortable saying no and standing your ground. And like we touched on before, you can always BYOF and just do what Erin and I do and come prepared with something to contribute to the occasion that you feel good about eating. Yep, I love it all. Let's dive into some
0: different types of stress because I think this this sort of plays into the whole holiday craziness. Um, the first one is family stress. and We acknowledge that the holidays can be an emotionally tough time for people and it goes beyond just having a long to-do list. If you know that the holidays make you anxious, then supporting yourself through this time is a must, whether that means scheduling extra time with your therapist or going to more yoga, if that seems to help you, EFT, it can be really powerful. Um, That's emotional freedom technique. There's a lot of different practices you can put in place, but I I think the point is that you do put them in place. Um, We encourage you to relax and enjoy the season, but if you feel like the holidays drive you to binge eat or binge drink, then that's your body's way of telling you that there's something else that needs to be looked at
1: absolutely and just like the traditional foods i feel like a lot of times if you're a super anxious person around the holidays you're always like that so just just you know figure out what you need to do to change that um saying no is another huge part of managing stress this is my favorite trick Yeah, you're really good at this. Um, Since stress can come from too many social obligations, financial stress because your entire family, coworkers, and friends all want to do gifts this year, or stress from bouncing from one party to another, it can be so overwhelming. And most of us just feel like there aren't enough hours in the day around the holidays, and because it's like dark at five o'clock. So... Usually the first thing to go to make room for all of the craziness is self-care. So try to change that this year. Say not this year but maybe next to more gift swaps that you know you can't afford. Say I have another obligation that day when someone invites you to yet another get together when all you want to do is stay home and watch Christmas vacation. Make your sleep and self-care a priority so you're supporting yourself during the busy time of year rather than running yourself into the ground. Um, Taking a 15-minute walk, sitting down to a cup of tea and not having your phone or computer near you the whole time, it's just a cup, or even just 30 minutes aside each week to just take a bath, have a glass of wine, read a book without any disruptions include self-care in your to-do list if you have to, just to make it as much of a priority as everything else that's on there. And just how
0: we started off this episode, me rambling on about my self-care, it's going to look different for everybody. So honor wherever you're at in your life and what it's going to look like for you. I just was listening to a podcast recently and um, the woman said, just drinking a cup of tea while it's still hot was her practice of self-care for the day. Like every day, that's- that's what she can do and like that's amazing so just um, just do what you can do and then in terms of exercise I think it's really important to create a routine now like right now I have to do a lot of yoga throughout the holidays to keep my mind right one thing that we always laugh about in the the Bikram yoga Portsmouth community is how we schedule our life around yoga Um, Sarah who's the owner and her husband who's also a teacher and um her sister who owns a studio another Bikram studio and then our other sister who's a practitioner they all just schedule their their whole holiday schedule around yoga classes which is hysterical but I mean I do the same and I do it pretty unapologetically like yoga comes first everything else comes second and if I can't get to a class I do a home practice I remember last Christmas morning I did a yoga go yoga glow class at my mother-in-law's house and it was exactly what I needed and I remember waking up and thinking I don't have time to do this but I was like you know what that tells me that I have to do it and I just it just totally put a different spin on my day. And so on top of that, if you are under a significant amount of stress during the holidays, like if you're super busy or are not sleeping a lot, um, high intensity exercise is not going to be your best friend right now. It could actually further tax your system. So this is another reason that I sort of favor yoga during this time just remember that the focus is more on supporting yourself through a busy time and getting those feel-good chemicals from exercise, like taking, making a point in your day to acknowledge that you matter. That's really the point here. It's not about food penance or earning your food or punishing yourself. It's just about feeling good.
1: Yeah. I love all of that. And I love Yoga Glow. Um, So good. It's it's super convenient. It's like 18 bucks a month. You get tons of classes. So yeah, just remember to try and make exercise enjoyable around the holidays, not a punishment because of something that you ate. Um, Do a turkey trot with your family. That's always super fun. I have. Yep. Yeah, my mom will has basically spent the entire time saying, "I'm never gonna do this again," (laughs) but it was really good, and it it was just yeah, it felt great, and then you could just enjoy the rest of the day and feel like you just did it all, Um, or even doing you know going for an after dinner walk or walking around downtown window shopping with a friend and just like chatting and doing twenty minutes of stretching and movement first thing in the morning. Or honestly, I mean, do nothing at all. If you feel like your day is jam packed, I mean, in a perfect world, you'd be able to take some time out for yourself, but you know, don't stress yourself out more than you already are. I mean, that's okay too. Um, And it's easy for us to sit here and do a whole episode about you know, feeling empowered enough to stand up to people and just say no if you don't want to eat something. But that message really only resonates with people who are ready to take that step, to say no and just leave it at that. And Erin and I want this podcast to be for everyone, no matter where you're at. So i hope that we provided some encouragement for those of you who are ready to set boundaries for yourself this season around not doing things that you don't want to do but i also hope that we gave you some tips for those of you who are just looking to enjoy it all without kind of creating any waves by saying no depending on your situation so hopefully we've given some advice that resonates with with each of you
0: yeah for sure i mean i'll i'll just piggyback on that and say that uh, saying no is definitely a, a skill um, and yeah. it takes time to, to develop that skill. So just honor where, wherever you're at in the journey. Um, we're going to close out with how we started and just emphasize that we really don't want you guys to feel like the holidays are something you need to grin and bear in order to get through. Just ignore the magazines, ignore the blog posts that tell you that. Instead of surviving, see how you can thrive. If you want to join the Functional Holidays Facebook group, we're going to help you support uh, support yourself in thriving and just let go of the stress this year. Enjoy the celebrations, imbibe in the libations, and indulge in the temptations, and do it with a smile. So here's to the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny Flippin' K. Love it. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.